0: Greetings, comrades, and welcome to How the Left Was Won. My name is Mike. I'm Jake, and this is a Marxist Thank Thank leftist podcast all about fascism and how to fight it. Um, uh, so, this is our first, like, first proper episode, and uh, yeah, I'm sitting on the floor right now because Jake—we're uh, recording this at Jake's place—and they just got rid of a lot of furniture. So,
1: yeah, I'm currently standing up, and I will be for the entire. The entire episode, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, this, this is worse than our previous setup where, it, like, we just kind of pull the random stuff to sit on, and, like, we're using the same table, which is just kind of where TV is.
1: Yeah, it, it's great. Uh Soundproofed walls. <laughs> yeah, so so you can imagine
0: how, how well this production is, but uh I th- in our introduction, we mentioned neither of us have podcast uh production or any form of audio production experience, so yeah. Yeah. So how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing fine. Uh, like uh, also, I just want to point out it's like we I like in the introduction I said we were going to record next week and we didn't.
1: Oh, did you say that last time? I
0: be- I believe I did in the intro. I know
1: we talked about it. I think we mentioned that like. Uh, we would hopefully be recording next week but it's mothers day yeah i think we accounted
0: for and then that. we said we were going to think of something and then we nothing happened we didn't think of something
1: yeah because we're very professional people yeah we know I, how to run this business and i know
0: that at least on uh, apple podcasts i marked this show as a weekly show and currently that's a lie and it will be a lie for a couple more weeks because we're not recording next week either because i'm going to be out of town yeah <laughs> Unless maybe maybe we can record on Monday. Maybe we can record on Memorial Day, unless stuff is happening. It is Memorial Day after all. That would probably work for me. Yeah. I don't know. We'll f- again. We'll figure something
1: out. We're, we're this very, is th- we're very good with scheduling. We yeah. Do it on the podcast. Yeah. What, what's planning? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Just do it while we're recording. <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, like past couple weeks have been pretty decent. I'd say. Um, a uh, couple things that were worth noting is that a uh, couple weeks ago was a. Uh, John Brown's birthday, the famous Woo! abolitionist who is awesome and you should look into him if you have not and you don't know a whole lot about him. That that was his birthday. Uh, I I've, uh, got my grade back on my master's project because I I'm, was, or I guess I'm still technically a master student because I haven't my degree has not been approved but it, hopefully it will be soon but I've done all my st- like stuff um, I got my membership card for the Communist Party of the of uh, the United States. I'm officially a card carrying communist now.
1: Yeah I should have gotten mine by now but uh because the receipt for my dues never got sent to my email I can't give it to them I I can't give it to them as proof so it's like I I've been a member longer than he has. I'm still fucking waiting yeah. But but anyway, Jake, how's your uh, past couple weeks been? Uh, Pretty awful, Mike. Uh, (laughs) The week before this one, uh, I had to work overtime at work for three days straight. On the fourth day, the truck that I was in uh, ran out of gas while I was in it. So that took extra time, and I, you know, still didn't make it fucking home on time. So that's great. Yeah, but anyway... um...
0: As this is our uh, first proper episode, uh, I think in our intro I mentioned that I, I know more about like practical stuff, like, mo- like more th- like history. I'm not like the biggest history buff, but I know a lot of particularly weird history, whereas Jake is more of the theorist guy. And today we're talking about uh, theory, particularly fascism. Like Jake Jake knows what words mean. So Jake, tell-, tell us the words that we want to know
1: about and what those words mean. All right. Yeah, let's do it. So I'm going to be the host for today. Uh, Today, we're going to be discussing the theoretical points of fascism. Originally, I intended to use a lot of quotes from fascists throughout history, but then I realized they're all fucking liars anyway, so that'd be pointless. (laughs) What? Fascists lie? Who could have thought? I can't believe
0: it. And when they're not lying, they're just absolutely absurd, what they say.
1: (laughs) Uh, outside of a few lines I have in the script towards the end, uh, I'm probably not going to be referencing what they say that much because it's not very helpful generally. It's just a lot of slurs. I've decided that for our first episode, we're going to be reading and discussing from Umberto Eco's 14 Points of Fascism in his work *Er fascism If you don't know, he was an Italian who lived under Mussolini, so you know... Uh, first-hand knowledge there. Yeah,
0: yeah, the, 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 fascist. Yeah. Yeah, like, he coined the term,
1: right? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I don't know if he coined the term fascist, but he is the first important fascist, in the sense that he was the first, like, dictator.
0: He, he was the first person who called himself a fascist. I, I, would argue there were probably fascists before him, but he was the first person who, like, who, first big fascist who actually went by the term fascist.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, Umberto Eco, he's he's broadly on the left, but he isn't a Marxist. So, at the end, I will also be drawing in from uh, another source just to uh, give some more meat to chew on. Mm -hmm. Because I think that his analysis does leave out something. Alright, so, before we get to the points themselves, I thought this paragraph from his work would be helpful. He says it right before he gets to the points. Fascism became an all-purpose term because one can eliminate from a fascist regime one or more features, and it will still be recognizable as fascist. Take away imperialism from fascism, and you still have Franco and Salazar. Take away uh, colonialism, and you will still have the Balkan fascism of the Ustashis. Add to the Italian fascism a radical anti-capitalism, which never much fascinated Mussolini, and you have Ezra Pound. At a cult of Celtic mythology and the Grail mysticism, completely alien to official fascism. Uh, I think that might be sarcastic because uh, obviously the Nazis had like a lot of occult elements with like Germanic paganism. So I'm not sure if he's being completely serious with that point. Uh, And you have one of the most respected fascist gurus, Julius Evola. I'll also just say before we start that most of these points follow into each other, so a lot of them are interconnected.
0: Yeah. yeah you mentioned Ezra Pound for a second. I believe I've heard that name before. I think I see like neo Nazis quote him on Twitter. They post like a meme yeah, of like one of his quotes, uh, like to try and like argue that uh, Germany was like justified in the in the war effort and that they were actually the good guys. And then you point out, hey, this
1: guy was this guy was a shill for Mussolini. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's generally the case, like, hey, uh, I'm going to quote this guy to justify the Nazis. Oh, man, this guy's a fascist, chill, who would have thought? Yeah, it's
0: like, whenever I see quotes that, like, try and, like, argue that, like, Germany was, like, the good guys, it's just, like, either it's, like, a fake quote or it's, like, a, a fascist or a Nazi. Yeah, I've seen like quotes like from supposedly from like uh, like high-ranking like m- American military guys, like generals and stuff. And it's just like it's just like we should have been fighting the we should have been fighting with the Nazis. And then uh, you, like you Google it, and it's just like no, this is just something that someone made up on Stormfront.
1: I think, except for Patton, kind of. Except he didn't say we should fight with the Nazis. He wanted to keep going into the Soviet. Yeah, Union. Yeah, he wanted to
0: fight communism, which is just like.
1: Unbased patent. Yeah, no, really? <laughs> Who would have thought that an American general might not be uh, great? Yeah. <laughs> yep, so the first point that Echo makes is that fascism is a cult of tradition. But tradition here isn't necessarily being used as how you or I would think of it. It's syncretistic. Anything from the past, more specifically of the West's or the country where fascism is rising's past, Uh, can be incorporated into the cult of tradition. Echo references Gramsci, a communist figure who died in uh, the fascist prisons, uh, and how in Echo's day, parts of Gramsci's work was co-opted into fascist rhetoric. The basic idea is that there can be no further knowledge. The truth is already known.
0: Yeah, it's just like like, just on the topic of tradition, you always see like, Republicans today talk about, like, traditional marriage. Yeah. Well, I mean, not just, I guess not exactly Republicans, but conservatives in general. And I understand that those those are also kind of nebulous terms. Well, I guess yeah. less so Republicans.
1: Republican is a specific. Conservative is nebulous because it's more like, at this point, it's more like a very all-encompassing ideology for anything further right than a liberal.
0: Yeah. Um, but like on Twitter, and I'm, I'm going to reference Twitter a lot because I spend too much time on Twitter, although I've been spending not quite as much recently. Um, like you see like people with just like uh, with like statue profile pictures complaining about like architectures like we need to return to like more traditional architecture where they're <laughs> complaining about, oh, we like we need more traditional art, more classical art. And and that, like, kind of ties into, like, Nazis were constantly complaining about uh, degenerate art.
1: Yeah. The point is basically, you know, like, anything that comes from the past can be true. Any new ideas must be crushed uh, without mercy because they are not tradition. But if it happened 30 years ago and the guy who said it happened to be a communist, those ideas can be stolen. You can just repackage them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gramsci is actually, like, a very good Marxist theorist. Uh, so that's why I think he brings him up there because he, you know, he was literally killed by the fascists. Yeah. Uh, yet now they're using his words.
0: Yeah, and, and I think like this obsession with tradition kind of goes beyond. just like, oh, the, 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 movies these days aren't as good. They don't make them like they used to anymore. It's it's more than that. It's like yeah. it's it's the obsession with like not not just the past, but this false version of the past. It's just like. Like, things were better. It's like, well, not not really. They may, like, some parts may have been better, but it's just like, eh, also uh,
1: segregation. Yeah, better for who? Yeah. Better for who, for who my yeah, friend? Straight white men. Yep. Uh, as is always the case. Yep. Uh, so the second point follows from the first. The rejection of modernism. Conservatives will sometimes say something to the effect of, phone bad. But that isn't what's being talked about here. Technology is fine by them. What it means is that it rejects the modern capitalistic way of life in the desire not for the future of socialism, but the past of feudalism, rejecting the Enlightenment.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, just with modernism, I get... Like, does Jordan Peterson complain about modernism or post? I think it's postmodernism. Post-mo- yeah, he
1: Postmodern neo-Marxists.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's just like it's the same. It's the same thing. It's just like they just replaced modernism with postmodernism. You're yeah, just they, complaining. They about... added
1: a dipshit word in front of it. Yeah, that it's nobody complaining. Understands.
0: It's complaining about the new thing. Yep. Yeah, without
1: actually trying it's to understand. It's postmodern neo-Marxism. The yeah. Great replacement. Cultural Marxism. <laughs> Cultural Marxism is just repackaged cultural Bolshevism. Which is what the Nazis said. Yeah, uh, about uh, Jews and how every communist is a Jew. Yeah, it's just like... And every Jew is a communist. It's like, hmm.
0: It's just like, why are these words the same?
1: Yeah, it's... Hmm, I wonder what's going on there.
0: Why why is your rhetoric identical to Nazis? To what the Nazis said.
1: Hmm. No relation, obviously. Uh, Everything's fine. Our public intellectuals... They're all fine. None of them are fascists. Fascism's dead. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Uh, So the third point is the cult of action for its own sake. Action is itself good. Thinking is bad. Because that's for nerds and liberals. Intellectuals were seen as being part of a liberal or Marxist intelligentsia. And had to be taken down.
0: And like obviously today there's this like this this distaste um, uh, for academia and higher learning among like the right, the far right and uh, conservatives now, because like, like,
1: oh, they're brainwashing the kids. Yeah, it's, I think that's like a very relevant point to what we're seeing today, which is just like, they all focus, think of like how bro culture is always, um, it's usually like a, a far right thing. Although there is like a growing left wing, like, uh, not movement, but like culture for some people who go to the gym, swoleterians. Let's go, buddies. Yeah, but it, it's just like, and like you said, the obsession with
0: action. It's just like I see like this impulsiveness among the right, particularly this like, um, and this is a kind of, like not exactly the best example, but it is an example. It's just like you see like uh, conservatives post like memes of like shit, and it's like it's like a fake quote. Like, who was it? Was it Tommy Lahren? Like, this was years ago, who posted, like, a fake quote, and people were like, no, that's fake.
1: Yeah, probably. It was yeah, probably. Like, I
0: see people, like, post, like, uh, the fake Voltaire quote. It's just like, to learn who rules over you, simply figure out who you're not allowed to criticize. Like, no, that wasn't Voltaire. That was a neo-Nazi. Or just, like, um, like with trans people, just, like, recently there is this uh, trans uh, boy who was forced to compete with women because... or with girls in, like, wrestling... And uh, because, the, like, Texas law was just like, hey, well, you're, like, we're, like, un- legally you're a, a, uh, you're a girl, so you got to compete with girls. And it's just like, no, I want to compete with boys. And like, and then, uh, like, lots of transphobes are complaining. It's just like, it's not, it's not uh, brave women. It's just men who, who want to beat women. And it's just like, no, th- like, this is literally <laughs> what you want. This is, this is that the is, result of your policy. That is
1: what you want. Sorry to tell you this but uh they did exactly what you wanted and you're just not happy with the outcome yeah. the kid even asked
0: <laughs> yeah it's just like it's the impulsivity in implementing the policy and then the and then uh, the impulsivity in complaining about the results without understanding what why this was the result
1: yeah exactly it's fucking bullshit it's all bullshit all the way down Yeah,
0: it's just like so many like politicians and, and this like applies to like democrats too like they'll they'll like try and like like uh bring about bills and pass bills that are just like they don't understand particularly ones that have to do with like the internet oh yeah uh
1: i remember when uh what was it uh ajit pai the fucking, fucking yeah net neutrality yeah did away with that i remember that wasn't there like some uh liberals who were like oh yeah that's fine whatever
0: yeah uh, I, I like most of the people I saw were complaining about it. Like I know Reddit was like really against it. Yeah, like, I, I
1: mean uh, politicians. I should clarify. Yeah,
0: and it's just like it's like no, no, it's, keep that. But it's just like the impulsivity of this like implementing legislation in like certain areas. It's just like. It's like, no, this is what will happen. And then they're like, this won't happen. And then it happens. And they're like, how could this happen? It's just like, because that's what what you, that's what we told you what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's anti-critical thinking. Accept things the way they are. And if you do your best and just obey the rules of the system, it'll all work out fine. Yeah, but it's just
0: like so much stuff where it's just like, like everything is just like, like with the COVID, lots of people are just like, doing such stupid shit on impulse because they're like well no i'm not gonna do what the government tells me to do
1: yeah oh also i think i forgot to say this earlier but i'm not reading the points directly for the most part there's a few uh i will because they're short and good but uh for the most part i'm reading like a summary of them just in case anybody anybody was confused by that
0: yeah, because, like, I don't think this guy was right. He's just like,
1: because thinking is for nerds and liberals. Yeah, I don't think he wrote that. <laughs> that, would, that would be funny <laughs> if he wrote that, though. It would be very funny. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's funny you brought up the Voltaire quote earlier, because point four is that any criticism is treason to fascists. Don't think about anything they say. Just accept it, or you're you're a traitor.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because, like, you, that was... Very apparent during like the Trump years, and like yeah, oh, I yeah. guess still now. Although the like rhinos, yeah, I mean like with DeSantis, like there's like this weird fracturing among the right, and I have no idea what's going on right now, and it's just it's weird and stupid, and I I don't, it's one of those things where it's like I care, but only to a point.
1: Yeah, it it's very funny because Ron DeSantis or Ron DeSanctimonious, and Donald Trump are really not that different no. in policy. Uh, there's very little difference. It's just a personality conflict, and it's fucking causing a rift, a schism in the Republican Party, because Ron DeSantis can just uh, explain himself a little bit better.
0: Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, like, so many people got declared rhinos. I remember, uh, what, what, what was Trump's lawyer's name? Michael Cohen? Yeah, Michael Cohen. Like, yeah. people, like, were throwing him under the bus. Like they, Like, they were so mad at him for, like, talk like going against Trump like area. It, it was a big thing. Yeah. It was great. I love it. Yeah, no, it's just like so much shit It's just like so many people like came out of, like against Trump and it's like, no, we can't like this now you're a traitor.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it really is a thing that just criticism at all is seen by the far right as being uh, literal treason. And I find it uh, very interesting To compare that to the left, or at least the Marxist left, where criticism, a lot of people will say that Marxism is the elevation of criticism. I don't, that's obviously not entirely correct, but it is largely true. You know, you have a lot of critiquing going on, not just uh, between like the historical theorists, but in the modern day, that is essentially all the left does with itself. Yep. Very funny uh, to compare because. I think neither are great in terms of like how the online left behaves, uh, and obviously I don't love uh, what the right is doing because I never love what they're doing unless it's imploding. <laughs> okay, so for point five, I'm actually this is one of the ones that I'm going to be reading out word for word, not my own summary, just the quote. Besides, disagreement is a sign of diversity. Ur fascism grows up and seeks for consensus by exploiting and exacerbating the natural fear of difference. The first appeal of a fascist or prematurely fascist movement is an appeal against the intruders. Thus, ur fascism is racist by definition.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's very much true. Just like if you like you have to kowtow the the party line. Yeah. And and again, like, like lots of people got declared rhinos for not supporting Trump.
1: Yeah. Uh, I do think it's very telling. It's racist by definition, not because it just, ah, uh, yeah, you know, blacks, uh, I don't like the color of their skin. Uh, it's the diversity of it. It's the idea that there can be dissension within the ranks.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, and, like, I, I see, like, the far right trying to, like, turn this back on, like, not even the left, but anyone that isn't on the right, like, with a COVID, with, like, oh, science isn't, like, about consensus. And it's just, like, I mean, yeah, I guess that's technically true, but also it's just, like, if something is a fact, then people who do stuff, like, who do their research correctly are all going to form a consensus, because it's a fact.
1: Yep. It, it like... It isn't the same thing when a group of scientists have a consensus and, like...
0: Based on, like, a lot of research, like, all independently. That's different.
1: Versus what they do, which is obviously, you know, just fucking make something up and then everybody has to believe that. Or they're secretly a communist.
0: Yeah. It's like, um... Like... Uh, so real quick, I, I listened to the podcast Knowledge Fight, whichever everyone should listen to. But uh, there was one episode where they went back and they covered uh, Alex and uh, Alex Jones. In uh, they cover Alex Jones, they talk about Infowars and Alex Jones and all of his nonsense, and, and they're great. And uh, they they covered an early episode of Infowars where. He, where Alex Jones interviewed Noam Chomsky, and I don't know what your opinions on Noam Chomsky are, Jake.
1: And he's, you know, he's an anarchist, so obviously I don't agree with him on everything, but generally pretty, pretty milk toast, yeah. kind of a liberal, honestly.
0: Yes. Yeah, but this was this was in 2002, where not everyone knew who Alex Jones was, but uh, everything like the interview goes great. They're agreeing on most stuff because, like, Alex Jones is kind of like like, misconstruing his own position on stuff to make it seem more reasonable to Chomsky. And then, like, uh, Alex brings up, like, it's like, people need guns, and Noam Chomsky is like, actually, I think people should have less guns. And then, and all of a sudden, uh, Alex Jones, like, the entire interview goes south, and Alex Jones is now completely against Noam Chomsky, like instantaneously. <laughs> and he ends the interview by like, tele, like as Noam Chomsky is about to like end the call, he tells Chomsky, he's just like, say hi to David Rockefeller for me. Like, so he's like, so in like an instant, Chomsky went from this great guy who's like all about like freedom and the patriots. And then like, just because he had one opinion that Alex disagreed with, all of a sudden he becomes a quote unquote globalist. He becomes one of the <laughs> bad guys. Because of a single opinion.
1: Yep, and that really just sums up how they think about, like, any diversity of opinion.
0: Yep. And then, then, like, I, I, I saw on Twitter, this is, like... Like uh, like over a month ago, I can't remember exactly what the context for this is, but I remember I I saw someone on the race like we're the right is better than the left because like we don't just agree with every every like on everything we don't eat each other alive when we have disagreements <laughs> we have we could have disagreements and be cordial about it and I'm like mother like motherfucker like if anyone said anything bad about Trump they were declared a rhino. and like yeah <laughs> like you could like so many like Republicans couldn't get elected if they didn't like. Support openly support Trump.
1: Yeah, it, it's really a thing. Uh, honestly, the only people who can actually like disagree with each other without splitting the party are, are liberals, and we don't like them. Don't yeah. Like them. <laughs> Anti-liberal action. <laughs> uh, no, I think the left is actually a lot better at disagreeing than most people think, but fucking Twitter yeah. exists.
0: Twitter, Twitter makes it bad sometimes.
1: Yeah, it... Twitter, you're not having a reasonable conversation. You're screaming at each other into a void. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, the next point is also a good one that I decided to uh, just read out. Ur-fascism er, derives from individual or social frustration. That is why one of the most typical features of the historical fascism was the appeal to a frustrated middle class, a class suffering from an economic crisis or feelings of political humiliation and frightened by the pressure of lower social groups. In our time, when the old proletarians are becoming petty bourgeois, and the lumpen are largely excluded from the political sense, the fascism of tomorrow will find its audience in this new majority.
0: um, So, so, like, I I was briefly looking over at, like, the timer, and I was like, I I lost track a little bit through that, but, like, um, if you could summarize that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, sure. So, fascism... Because it's like, you know, it's appealing to the frustrated middle class. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, And we're seeing the growth of the middle class to some extent. Uh, I actually disagree with it. Maybe it was true when he wrote it. But in our day, we're really seeing just the destruction of what was known as the middle class. He uses specifically the term petty bourgeois, which is a Marxist term, Mm -hmm. uh, which is basically managers, small business owners, people who... Have some stake in their labor, uh, but also still have to. They're still working. They have ownership, but they're still working.
0: Yeah, but uh, like you said, like fascism is like appealing to the middle class. It's just like because, like, I see that because it's just like. Well, I mean, communists are just like, come on, middle class, let's let's get together with the lower class. But it's just like, but then like the middle class is like, nah, we don't want to chill with the lower class. Yeah,
1: like. If you remember what Marx said in the manifesto, uh, the middle class should reasonably be for the goals of socialism. While they might be not be able to have their, you know, small little uh, cake store or whatever, ultimately, if you do not grow under capitalism, you will sink under it. Their goals are more aligned because it's sink or swim and you want to have that safety net so you don't starve or uh, are unable to get fucking health care when your business goes under, which yeah. obviously doesn't necessarily happen. But uh, it, it's very much in their interests. But at the end of the day, the middle class fears more than anything else, becoming proletarian uh, to become a worker.
0: Yeah. But uh, like just with the idea, it's just like a fascism appealing to the middle class. Like because they tell it like. Fascism goes is just like yeah you have problems and it's not it's not capitalism which we're in bed with. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like it's like it's immigrants or black people or, or something like that or it's or it's them, yeah. Jews. Jews. That's what that's what that means. Um, but it's just like I remember like hearing about Ashley Babbitt, um, the the woman who was shot yes, at, uh, at the January sixth, j- uh, yeah. uh, insurrection by Capitol Police. Um, like someone looked into her, uh, and it's just like, and she was pretty normal. And then she just like fell on like hard times, like hard financial times. And then, and it's just like, she just needed someone to blame. And then she just went down this rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. It's just like, and like financial, like hardship is just like, like lots of people in the middle class are just like, they do well for themselves. And then one thing goes wrong and then everything is fucked for them. Yes, there's no there's no form of safety net at all like um, like uh, my family is just like we're, we're decently well off like still like not as m- much as we used to be but like um, uh, we still have like a decent a nice house uh, m- like my father he had a medical emergency which cost us a lot of money he then uh, quit his job he's now like semi-retired he's doing part-time work but he's he's still 72 and he's still working and he's like to like pay for bills and like, so that we can still have our house. And then my mother uh, was diagnosed with cancer and has since passed away. And it's just like, she was a major source of income. And it's like, well now what? It's just like, we're like in a much tighter financial situation because of stuff outside of our control. And it's just like, and it's just like, well, what do we do about that? And it's just like, well, I mean, it's just like, for me, like as, as a communist, it's just like, Hey, we should improve society so that, the common person like has like resources available to help them with this so that they're not struggling all the fucking time. Whereas fascism is just like, no, 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 no. It's the powers that be that are the problem. And you can only do that by being violent, which is, goes back to the uh, action thing. It's just like, you need to like overthrow some, like the government, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is what ended up happening. And that, and that go ties into like, with like the second amendment of like people being like, Oh, we have the Second Amendment. To, like, it's to stop a tyrannical government, which it goes back to actions. Yeah. Uh, cat, your cat
1: is. Uh, yeah, is,
0: he's is all over the places.
1: Yeah, he's walking all over okay. uh, our equipment. Luckily, uh,
0: luckily didn't knock anything over. That's yeah, good. it's
1: it's fine. But yeah, so I think it is very telling that you know, we use the term middle class instead of you know, b- because what what makes you middle class, right? Yeah. There, there is no clear definition. Uh, whereas in Marxist terminology, it's pretty clear what each of the classes are. You know, you got proletarians, they do not own their own labor. Petty bourgeois, they own it, but they still have to labor for it. And uh, the bourgeois who own and do not need to work. Yeah,
0: they don't do anything.
1: Yeah. Uh, fucking parasites. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's telling that the fertile ground for fascism is the middle class and obviously the uh the bourgeois the upper class they obviously have a vested interest in fascism too but i will get to that later that's part of uh what i'll be talking about after the uh after the points uh so for those keeping track we're on point seven now so which which i think is like halfway through that is halfway through yes Uh, So Echo is saying in this one that nationalism is a way to give an identity to its followers. The most common one available to them, obviously, which is just being born in the country with the right skin color. Yeah.
0: Uh, Make America (laughs) great again or America first. Yeah. It's like very, very obvious.
1: This tied to the idea that there's a plot against the nation From some international villain. The Jews. That's
0: the Jews. That's what that means.
1: This can be... Anyone, but obviously it's famously been Jewish people. You, yeah. Or, like it can be communists, it very often is. Yeah, it could be
0: communists, but communists are oftentimes like is it like communism is a Jewish plot. Or it could be immigrants, yeah. but like that's also a Jewish plot. It's it's usually the Jews. It's, yeah. Usually they're they're talking about the Jews and it's just like yeah. come on.
1: The important thing that connects all of this is the fact that it is always an international it's not just like the jews existing they're seen as an international force globalist yeah that are putting the country the nation rather under siege
0: yeah and it's just like like it, like obviously uh, like i mentioned america first make america great again it's just like it's always about the like we want to be sovereign it's just like we don't want to like be beholden to some higher power like like the like the rest of the world it's not higher power but it's like, and then, they, and then they are just like, oh, the U.S. needs to do this here. We need to invade Iraq.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it's very telling, I think, that it needs to be an international villain. And that international villain has plots upon the nation. And that is always true. Like, here in America, uh, I guess you can describe it in levels. Like, I think most people who support MAGA will just say immigrants and probably mean that. Yeah. But th- the further you get into that pipeline, the more it's going to be uh, not clear because it's not the case, but the more they will think it's clear that it's a Jewish plot to replace the Watts.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just like I remember like, I was arguing with someone on Twitter. He's like, complaining about globalist bankers. And I'm like, just say Jews. they like, no, I'm not, I don't mean Jews. They're like, okay, but someone, uh, the person who told you about the globalist bankers
1: definitely meant Jews. Yeah, they... They knew what they meant.
0: Yeah. You might not know it means Jews, but a lot of other people know it means Jews. Yeah. You're just
1: stupid. Come on, think a little. Well,
0: you're more stupid than the other people who do know it means Jews. Yeah.
1: you're the dupe. Yeah. You're the dupe. Sorry to inform you. Next up, basically is the very well-known phrase at this point that the enemy must be both strong and weak. Yep, yep. S- strong so that the people feel scared of them but weak so that they think they can overcome this great threat. This kind of works in our favor in some ways, since it means that they really can't be honest about like what the actual strength of, you know, the left is or whatever their enemy is. If that enemy even exists in reality.
0: Yeah. It's just like, it's like uh, the obvious example is Biden, which I mean, we don't like Biden, but for completely different reasons, we have
1: the good reasons.
0: Yeah. It's just like, uh, but uh, it's just like, it's always, he's senile. But then also, it's just like, he's like this, like, he's trying to, like, he's part of this grand conspiracy to, like, steal, like, he stole the election through, like, sh- like clever manipulation. It's like, how could he be both, like, not know what planet
1: he's on and then also be able to run something
0: that sophisticated?
1: Uh, it's because uh, he has she bucks. You know, he's going to institute Marxism-Leninism with uh, Xi Jinping thought. Yeah,
0: I, I kind of want more examples than like Amer- Amero-centric ones, but I mean, it's just like we're Americans. We don't. Yeah. We don't know about the world outside
1: of America. Yeah, we're 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 dumb. Don't yeah. listen to us. Yeah, but I mean, uh, but if you want another example in, in this sort of vein, uh, the Soviet Union. Uh, you know, as World War Two went on, the fascists went from, you know, reaching pretty far into the Soviet lands, but then eventually. They start getting pushed back. Before that, uh, their victories were seen as a sign of the superiority of the Aryan people over the Slavic dogs. <laughs> uh, and then when they start losing, it's like, uh, no, uh, see, the the Slavic people are still really weak, but the Stalin, you know, he, he's, he, he's strong. <laughs> Uh, it's actually kind of funny. Um, Hitler changed his opinion of Stalin over the war. He was like, yeah, Stalin, he's a strong man. I'm going to send him to like a villa somewhere where he can live out the rest of his days, uh, after we kick his ass. And then Stalin's opinion of Hitler never changed. It was always just, we're going to shoot him and everyone who works for him. (laughs) Uh, not to say that Stalin's great, but I mean, no, I love Stalin, but, uh, but that's—it's uh, just very funny how, once Hitler started losing, he's like, nah, I respect him now." Whereas Stalin just kept the same opinion the entire time. Yep. But yeah, that's another example of that sort of uh, behavior: weak and also strong.
0: Yeah, it's like they're strong, but also we're definitely gonna win.
1: Yeah. There's no way we're gonna be able to lose, guys. I don't even know why we, yeah. why you would suggest yeah, it, it's, that. it's
0: like we need people to fight against this, but also, yeah, you like you like you fight against it is no big deal. You can like you can like we need you to fight against it, but you're not gonna get hurt because they're weaklings. But we definitely need you to fight against it. Yeah,
1: like we'll win, no doubt. But come on, if you don't fight, oh, we're fuck. gonna fucking die. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So point nine is basically this idea that two fascists. Life is permanent war to get rid of the enemy. But obviously, this essentially ends up implying that after the fascists win, there is no more enemy. So the war can't... It's a contradiction, right? Yeah. The war can't be permanent. Life cannot be permanent war if you can win.
0: Yeah. Uh, and like uh, this is something that I've thought about before. But it's just like, the fall of the Soviet Union was the worst thing to happen to the right. Because it's just like... There's not like because like for decades it was just like like the scary communists oh, like in the Soviet Union, the the fucking pinkos. It's it, like, we're, it was
1: a, a great victory for them, but it it also means that they lost a huge amount of like propaganda.
0: Yeah, it's just like the like, and I mean like obviously they still complain about communism, but it's just like. They co- They call everything communism. They call shit that's like very clearly capitalism. Communism. Yeah, they
1: have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, for the most
0: part, communism doesn't mean anything if someone on the right says it. It's just. It's just a yeah. fucking word. And it's
1: this noise there's that's coming out of China, but China doesn't. Uh, it doesn't fill the same place the Soviet Union did, uh, in terms of like actual practical reality. In their propaganda, sure, but in practical reality, uh, China is not actively aiding efforts to overthrow capitalist governments elsewhere uh china isn't trying to do that at all yeah
0: but i mean it's just like think of like it's just like okay so let's let's say the right kicks out jews and muslims and quote-unquote illegal immigrants when they say illegal immigrants they just mean all immigrants. I, I, I saw on Twitter recently, again, there's me mentioning Twitter again, like some uh, Republican was just like, we just want to stop illegal immigration. And then like so many people, their replies with blue check marks were just like, no, we want an end to all immigration <laughs> or we want to outlaw all immigration. We need a total moratorium about immigration or, or sometimes they'll cite. It's like, oh, we need to do what we did in the fifties. And uh, that's a reference to uh, operation wet, and I'm not going to say the rest of that word because it's Woo. a slur. Um,
1: Let's go, baby. We got him. Yeah. Uh, Put it on Twitter. We're canceling. Yeah, you, you know what the word is.
0: It's, it rhymes with jetpack.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, Eisenhower and the government kicked out a lot of uh, a lot of American citizens who were who had Latino descent. Yep, it's great. Yeah, it, it was under the guise of uh, kicking out illegal immigrants, but it's like, nope, they just kicked out actual American citizens. They destroyed communities and people's lives because they were
1: not, they were not pale enough. I mean, that sounds good. I don't know why you would say that's not good. <laughs> yep.
0: So, so when you see like people complain about illegal immigration, it's not about illegal immigration. Oh, they yeah. just don't like brown people.
1: They fundamentally despise anyone who looks different from them, and everything else is a smokescreen.
0: Yeah, and like once they get through, like the Jews and the Muslims and the uh, and the
1: immigrants, the Irish, then yeah, then then the the, Italians, yeah, then
0: the Italians. Then it's just like one like with like obviously there's the Christian nationalist movement now that's going on. It's just like well, let's say America does become a Christian theocracy which denomination is going to be in charge? Because the Catholics aren't going to be it. <laughs> like, lots of, like, the theocratic fascists you see, like, Matt Walsh, Nick Fuentes, uh, like, Liberty Hangout. It's like, they're yeah. all Catholic and they're all, like, big and it's like, we wanted to be a Catholic theocratic uh, fascist, like, uh, society. And it's just like, that's not going to fucking happen, you morons.
1: It's also funny, considering the history of America has a lot of anti-Catholicism. Yeah. Generally tied up with race, because of course it fucking is.
0: Yeah, because Irish.
1: Yep, the Irish. And uh, the Italians. Italians. And Mexicans. Polish, I believe. Yeah. German. I believe a lot of the German immigrants were German. Catholics.
0: Oh, uh, Maybe. Maybe back then. I don't think Germany uh, it, is... I
1: think Germany is more Protestant now. I could be wrong uh, about that. I. It's more Protestant today, but... During the time when that was happening, it was uh, a big old uh, civil war of sort. Well, not even a civil war. It was a war between the German powers, between Catholics, like the Holy Roman Emperor, yeah, uh, versus uh, the Protestant powers. Yeah. So they fought a war. The Catholics pretty much lost. And so I think a lot of the Catholics coming over were Germans. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean, we we've been watching Helsing, Ultimate Abridged, which has, which has lots of commentary on uh, religion, particularly uh, the relationship between Protestantism and and Catholicism. And uh, this is not we haven't watched this episode yet, but there's a fucking fantastic joke yeah. in a in not the, I don't think the next episode, but I think the one after that, uh, which we should watch later today after the after we're done recording. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like Catholics are mostly Irish Italians and Mexicans and obviously Polish and all of those like have kind of historically been discriminated against in America yep. particularly Mexicans today but obviously in the past Irish and uh, Italians uh, like Irish need not apply. Yeah. And there's obviously that, that connection. And I know that when JFK was running for president... That uh, was a big thing, because Yeah, he they are like, he, he, he's just going to be beholden to the Pope. And he was just like, no, I won't. <laughs> no, yeah. no,
1: no, I will not listen to the Pope. <laughs> I will not listen to the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to get back to the point, uh, so the permanent war thing, you know, it's contradictory. I like to tie that to how... Let's tie it to the fucking Catholics here who want a theocratic dictatorship. They're so enthused about the country. They love it so much. But the country hated them for most of its existence. Oh, yeah. No, like it's, it was bad at points. Yeah. So in a kind of similar way, uh, the permanent war can never really be achieved because at some point you're going to have to sort out all of those divisions that you've buried you, we buried the Catholic hate for a while now, but once they actually, if if they actually manage to win and fucking conquer the world or something, what next? They're going to start eating up all of the old groups and it's going, the Catholics are going to be one of them eventually.
0: Yeah, it's just like, yeah, the, Ca- the Catholics, like after the, after like trans people are killed, after immigrants are all kicked out, after, um, after the muslims are kicked out and all that it's just like okay well now the atheists are gonna go or like they're at least gonna go into hiding and it's like okay now it's the catholics and then i don't know like and then the protestant groups will infight and i don't know which one would come out on top probably
1: baptists i think who knows they're they're all stupid
0: yeah and then and then the northern and southern baptists will fight
1: and then uh the fucking, uh, the doctrine of 1871 versus the doctrine of
0: 1879. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That fucking joke. I think I sent you a variant of that joke <laughs> you did. with a, uh, but yeah, with communists it was, yeah. <laughs> and I was like,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's true. So the next point, one thing that is present in not just fascism, but basically reactionary ideology in general is this idea of elitism. The citizens are of course the best people, only the best But the party members are better than your average citizen, people who join the party, you know. They get a leg up. But then there's the party officers who are, you know, they're better than the party members at large. Oh, but then eventually you're going to get to the leader, and he's better than everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people are strong, but but they're not strong enough to just do it themselves. Uh, They're weak enough that they still need a leader. Who gets to rule because he is the strongest?
0: Yeah, and uh, and I guess this this is not the best example, but like like you see lots of like Republicans go, we're the party of law and order. It's just like this; they just like push this like, oh, we're the like we're the ones like who are better because we actually like enforce laws, so we're yeah. elite. That's not the best like example, but I, I
1: guess that works. Yeah, uh, it, it's one of those things like. This is something you'll sometimes see applied to the Soviet Union. It's not true, but like this idea that joining the party is a sure way to fast track your career. Not even, not even in politics, but just in general. Uh, and sure, being a member of the party would help, but, uh, it it wasn't like to the extent that most people think, because if you're joining the party, that requires like you to do a ton of shit, a lot of service for your community. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas if you're joining uh, the Nazi party, yeah, it is just true that if you are higher up on, in the party's list, you get more rights. You get to be an individual.
0: Yeah, but it's also like this obsession with like the the like the higher ups like in the party. Like with Trump, you saw lots of people like argue that he was like somehow like divine in some way.
1: Yeah, uh, like the fucking god emperor meme. Yeah. or whatever.
0: Yeah or just like with Hitler like like there's this weird obsession with Hitler just like um I know that there's like this species of beetle that like their scientific name was named after uh, Hitler and it's extinct or almost extinct. It's like critically endangered because like <laughs> neo-Nazis have been like obsessively collecting it. And it's like, oh, it's a geez. fucking beetle. It, yeah, it has Hitler's name, but it's like, doesn't have like any like inherent like, connection beyond it's a that. bug. Yeah, it's just a fucking bug. Yeah, it has Hitler's name on it, but there's like, there's no inherent connection with Hitler. Aside from that, is that someone just gave it Hitler's name. It's like, why are you obsessed with it?
1: Yeah, so really this elitism is like a a strong sense of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, it, it's one of those things, like, you'll notice it even more when you see, like, their fucking phenotype charts or whatever. Oh, yeah. The elitism uh, extends into every, like, facet of the fascist mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, this point is long but important, so I'm going to steal a line from it. Uh, in every mythology, the hero is an exceptional being. But in Ur-Fascist ideology, heroism is the norm. This cult of heroism is strictly linked with the cult of death. It is not by chance that a motto of the it was Viva la Muerte. In English, translated as long live death. Basically, you tell everyone they must become heroes. I quote ended there, by the way. Yeah. You tell everyone that they must become heroes. And to be a hero means that you need to be able to accept death. In fact, they're impatient to die because of it. A heroic death is better than any kind of life.
0: Yeah, you, you have to be willing to lay down your life for the cause. Exactly. Yeah, because you will be a hero. And, and uh, I I'm like I kind of mentioned this. We watched uh, the, the new, uh, or I guess somewhat new, uh, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front movie. Yeah. And I brought up, it's just like, at that time, there's like, in like pretty much every country at that time, where it was just like, hey, you're going to be a hero and go off to war. And it's just like, it, you don't you want to fight for your country? Don't you want to be a hero? Don't you
1: want to fight for the fatherland? Yeah, it, it's one of those things. Like, like, why are you doing this? You don't need to be fucking running into the fucking trenches. With a spade in one hand to try and win. Yeah. Uh, because you're not going to get anything out of that. Why is being a hero good? I'm asking that as a philosophical question. What is yeah. the goodness from being a hero if you die?
0: Yeah, it's just like, I, I've gotten to the point where it's like, I, I don't believe in heroes. I like There are definitely people who show heroic qualities. Yeah, but I believe just...
1: hero is a quality. It's not a person, yeah. so to speak.
0: Yeah, unless unless you're like uh, I don't know that that who was the guy who like saved people's lives at, like he was like a conscientious objector
1: uh, Desmond Doss.
0: Yeah, like uh, like he would just like crawl out onto the battlefield and like bring injured soldiers back and it's just like okay
1: maybe, maybe yeah, that guy uh, yeah like he certainly has heroic qualities yeah. you know uh, yeah. I wouldn't I don't mind people calling him a hero but there's this weird uh, desire in a lot of people to be a hero. Yeah. When it's perfectly fine to just live a life. You don't need to die heroically or something. And
0: lots of the people who get labeled heroes, is just like, like they didn't necessarily do it like because like I am I am going to save the day. It's like sometimes they did it out of desperation. Some sometimes it was because they had like a true conviction to, towards achieving something for yeah. something they truly believed in. But like at the same time, it's just like they made mistakes. Um, they knew that there's like like they may not make it out. Like it's just like it, it goes beyond just like oh people are heroes. It's just like yeah again people can display heroic attributes, heroic traits, but I, I don't really believe in the concept of heroes in oh, real yeah. life.
1: Yeah, same here. Uh, so we're actually on to the last three points now. Okay. So This one is relatively short and kind of funny, so I'm going to read it out. Uh, Since both Permanent War and Heroism are difficult games to play, the Ur-Fascist transfers his will to power to sexual matters. <laughs> <laughs> This is the origin of machismo, which implies both disdain for women and intolerance and condemnation of non-standard sexual habits, from chastity to homosexuality. Since even sex is a difficult game to play, the ur-fascist hero tends to play with weapons. Doing so becomes a phallic exercise.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. How did I not realize that that guns are just penises? Yeah, it, <laughs> take that out. That's of context. really how they fucking treat them. Guns are just penises. Yep. Put that on a fucking t-shirt.
1: Our new motto. Yeah, guns but, are just penises. Yeah, but uh
0: but like uh like I whenever I like see like big trucks with like raised suspensions I'm like oh you have a small penis and you're just <laughs> compensating for it.
1: Yeah. Because it's actually you know kind of difficult to get laid for a lot of these guys because they're fucking losers, uh they treat weapons as just an extension of their sexual desire,
0: yeah but even the ones that can like get laid like Andrew Tate like uh, they, yeah. it's just like it's just like they they like make a big deal like of how much sex they have, and it's just like but at the same time and, it's and just he like, still
1: does the same thing, yeah. I, doesn't he say like he keeps a machete next to his bed or something? Maybe
0: I, I'm not sure, but it's just one of those things where it's just like they have a lot of sex, but it's just like it doesn't mean anything because it's just like okay, you ha- you're having sex because like you're famous, you have money,
1: it's like yeah, yeah it, it
0: doesn't fucking mean anything, or yeah. like and, and then like on the opposite of the end of the spectrum, you have incels who then like take pride in the fact that they don't have sex,
1: or like just fucking hate themselves and as a result they hate everything.
0: Yeah. Or you have Nick Fuentes who calls himself an insult, but it's just like, no, you're choosing not to have sex.
1: Yeah, fucking idiot.
0: Yeah, and then rec- recently he was just like, I, like he said, like when he turns thirty, he wants like a sixteen-year-old bride. It's like, what Ooh, the fuck,
1: fuck. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would you say that? I don't, I don't
0: know, because he's a fascist.
1: Yeah, fascists do tend to have problems uh, with ages of consent. Yeah,
0: but it's trans people who are groomers.
1: Yeah. It's the trans people. Don't don't look it up. Don't look it up. It's trans people. Just trust me. Trust yeah. me, bro. Yeah. Source, uh, fuck you.
0: Yeah, and then Republicans are always the ones like trying to keep like child marriage laws in place. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, but it, it is weird how like how how often it goes back to like sexual stuff. It very much often does because a lot of times, you know, they're probably middle class for the most part, you know, mm-hmm. they're Usually, teenagers, usually mm-hmm. when they start getting into it at least, and there are a bunch of nerds on the internet, so they feel like uh they feel like shit because they can't get uh the girls mm-hmm. their age to sleep with them mm-hmm. so uh fascism almost becomes like a an alternative way of gratifying themselves by telling them that they are good, they are better, they are worth it,
0: yeah. uh,
1: because they're so insecure about themselves, yeah. It's great. I love America.
0: (laughs) America. America's fucking fantastic.
1: Woo. Nothing wrong with America. So selective populism. Even now under capitalism, we do have certain rights. Democracy means we follow the will of the majority, at least in theory. Electoral college. Yeah. I don't agree with Echo on this point. He did not add the in theory part. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just wrong there. Fascists do hate liberal democracy. But it's not for any reason. Yeah, I, like I heard, it actually working.
0: Yeah. Like Ben Shapiro was like being like, we need like Ill- illiberal democracy. And, and, and like liberals say that it's bad because it's illiberal. But it's like, it, it's just like trying to argue that illiberal democracy, like illiberal, it's good for some reason. Yeah. like, I mean, it's just like, I feel like a liberal democracy is like, yeah, they, like there are some improvements to be made, but it's mostly a good system.
1: Like there's criticisms it, to make. I have many criticisms. Yeah, no, it's like, I, like with most systems, there's criticisms, but it's just yeah. like... I, I'm looking to get beyond it as soon as possible, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, but for what we have now, it's like, this is fine. It, it's better than fascist dictatorship yeah. or feudalism.
0: Yeah, we do need to get rid of the electoral college, because what the we, fuck?
1: We, we gotta rebuild democracy from the ground up in this country, because it was always just made Yeah. to... Uh, be a tool of the rich. It was never like did you know actually that um regardless of how many Americans support a policy, it has a 30% chance of getting passed the entire way down. Like oh. no matter how many Americans like or dislike this policy. For the bottom 90%, it correlates extremely well with the top 10%. There was a study on that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, democracy doesn't actually exist here. We're all We're all fucked. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: just like... Like, representative democracy... I I feel like like people should be allowed to vote on bills more. But also, I understand, like, lots of bills get passed. Lots of them are complicated. Yeah. But I feel like like more people should have more say in what gets passed, what gets, like, what gets uh, suggested.
1: I like Cuba's system, generally. I was talking to him about this earlier. Cuba's system incorporates a lot of direct democracy and also, like... There's still, like, some representative democracy in there as well. Uh, But I did not finish. Whoops. (laughs) Uh, For fascists, though, individuals do not have rights. The people, air quotes, speak. And it's up to the leader to essentially translate for them. But anyone who speaks against the common will, they aren't part of the people. This also means democratic governments are... a plague to a fascist since then you might actually have representatives who um shock and horror, don't agree with the nebulous common will i'm using air quotes around that as well just to be clear because fascists are as we said liars they're treating people as a collective not for the purpose of uh, actually doing what the people supposedly want but because it allows them to ignore people who disagree with what the fascists want.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that that like is contradictory with how I see a lot of like the far right portray themselves because they're t- they constantly talk about like individual freedoms and shit, and yeah. it's just like like they like and they complain about collectivism. They very much like like say they care about the individual, but then they like cow this this yeah. line. They they're.
1: Lying, obviously. Yeah. Because think of how many times they will say individual freedoms, but then call themselves, uh, like, the silent majority. Yeah. Like, except they're not. Most people in the country are liberals, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just uh, a fact, you know? You can't really get around that. So what you do instead, if you're a fascist, is lie and say, no, most people agree with us, but they're being quiet. So we're going to speak for them, mm-hmm. which I think plays into this very well, this dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and so the last point, and then we will say goodbye to Echo. Uh, so in his last point, Echo references 1984 and Newspeak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, the ever-present reference in 1984. Literally
1: 1984. Yep. Uh, I'm personally not a fan of Orwell for a few reasons. Uh, I can. I, I like what he did in Spain in terms of uh, grenades. I hear that was pretty good. But overall, uh, snitching on people to the British government for being black or Jewish or communists, uh, not, not based, actually, uh, pretty unbased. And wasn't
0: he a rapist, too?
1: Yes, and also a colonial cop.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, there's a lot to say about Orwell.
0: Yeah, it's it's so weird when, like, you see someone who, like, presents themselves as being on the left and has mostly leftist policies, because he, he, like, he was a socialist, but then they have, like, this one, like, one or two, like... Very much on the right things, yeah, like far right things, and you're just like, "Hey, man, aren't you a leftist? Why do you have this very far right like position?" <laughs> and then they just like get like are just latch onto that, and then they get so defensive about yeah. it, and then they just go, "Here's why I left the left," and it's just like <laughs> the left left me, and it's like, no, you just you just had this shitty such opinion. A,
1: such a common thing. But uh, not to dwell too long on my personal uh, deep feud with Orwell, I will be seeing him in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Joking, obviously. He's far from, like, the worst person we'll ever talk about. Yeah, But I still will fight him in hell. Uh, But I think the comparison he's making here between Newspeak and what happens under fascism is actually, like, a pretty decent one. uh, Because Echo grew up... He was in school during the fascist regime in Italy. Mm-hmm. So he, com- he basically notes that while he was in school at the time, uh, the vocabulary was limited. Because if you can't use this you know, wider array of words, then uh, you're not going to be able to think as critically. Yeah. It- it's funny that Orwell said that about the Soviet Union. That didn't happen in the Soviet Union. They were great about literacy. Uh, but then it actually maps really well onto fascism like that. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: of. you see like Republicans constantly trying to like defund education co- like under the guise of like, as I mentioned earlier, it's like, oh, they're brainwashing your kids.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Fucking Betsy DeVos.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, It ties a lot into that anti-intellectualism we were talking about earlier that, you know, has been very present in a lot of these points. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do want to just call back real quick now that we're finished with the last point uh, to remind everybody. A fascist uh, does not need to incorporate every one of these points. Echo made that clear. They can be missing a few and still be recognizable as a fascist. So don't use this as like a checklist. And if one isn't there, you can wipe the yeah, sweat off yeah, your he's, he's,
0: Oh, he didn't do this one thing. He's not a fascist, but does like all, the 13 other ones.
1: Oh, thank God he went to college. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because you see a lot of like, like the far right go to college and then they tout like their like, their higher education. And then they go, oh, we need to like, get rid of public education.
1: It's yeah. Like, what it, the fuck? The... Fine. Or like the,
0: the colleges are indoctrinating your kid. Don't send your kid to college. As a, they'll I, come back
1: postmodern neo Marxists.
0: So ta- now let me talk about how I went to Yale. I went to Yale. That's a respectable school. That's why you should listen to me. But don't send
1: your kid to college. There's a lot of horrible people who came out of Harvard, and I do want to just make that clear. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I, I suspect that if you look through some of the worst people in history, they came out of Harvard. I know Henry Kissinger did.
0: Yeah. I know someone. I saw someone make a uh, make like make this observation like lots of shitheads came out of yale that's why i brought up yale because that's uh, yeah. my mind right now
1: just uh most ivy league schools probably yeah just uh fucking fascist factories yep not to say that if you go to any of those schools you're gonna come out like a shithead yeah but of course not of course it, not there's definitely elitist tendencies there that you know mm-hmm. one of the points uh... so that basically wraps up our discussion of echo and his 14 points Overall, I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, but the episode isn't over yet. Ooh. Uh, I mentioned at the start that I thought Echo's analysis was missing something, so I wanted to touch on that now. Basically, a very simplified version of the Marxist view of fascism. Uh, maybe eventually we can devote a whole episode to it, but I thought that for the first one, we should go for a bit more of a broad one. And Echo's is a, a list is a great starting place, I thought. So, uh, for now we will go to lenin's view of fascism ah of course so glorious comrade lenin yes. uh, his view of fascism was that it is capitalism in decay basically as the contradictions of capitalism keep on ruining shit the ruling class isn't going to wait for things to get nasty for them so they're not so they're going to prop up fascist groups they're not going to wait Fascism is not anti-capitalist or socialist. It's capitalism's last defense. Mussolini uh, might have said fascism... uh, Excuse me. Fascism should more appropriately be called corporatism because it is a merger of state and corporate power. I say might have there because it's kind of debated if he said that. But even if he didn't, it's a pretty good way to describe how most fascists function. Uh, I'd recommend reading the first chapter of Michael Parenti's Black Shirts and Reds. He makes it pretty clear how fascists are basically the tools of the bourgeois to smack down socialists and union organizers. In fact, uh, Mussolini was once a socialist, and then he started getting some bourgeois money. Uh, (laughs) So he formed the Black Shirts and then started beating the shit out of socialists, communists, union workers. Yeah, Uh, Guess who got arrested more? Ooh.
0: Yeah. I, I see that today. Because, like, you see, like, uh, people, like... Uh, like, who who was it that was, like, doing, like, the Twitter files? Because I know Barry Weiss was oh, one. Was it? Oh, God. Who... I forget who it was. But I, I just remember... Um, like like looking into them is like they were like had like pretty like not leftist but liberal like views and then all of a sudden they're like a conservative shithead now and it's just like yeah. what the, what the fuck and it's just like oh because they got paid a lot of money by a rich guy yeah.
1: and we, we're seeing this today uh, like I believe a lot of those fucking stupid militias get funded by some rich guy uh not not like even most of them I don't think we're at that point yet where it's mm-hmm. like just so blatant. Yeah, but but some of them certainly are.
0: Yeah, but it's just like yeah, like I mentioned earlier, lots of the people go. This is why I left the left, and it's just like, oh, you just got paid a lot of money by yeah, guy. you weren't <laughs> even that far left, and then you and then someone gave you a lot of money, like the coke, like the yeah. cokes
1: are like one of the cokes now because the other is dead. Yeah, <laughs> rest in piss. Yeah, uh, there is only one. Uh, I don't even remember who it was. Who a uh, person who made like a why I left the left who was even like. Further left than a sock dem, yeah, a suck dem, as uh, we in the know call them. Uh, it was like some streamer, and it, they were once a member of the Canadian Communist Party or something, mm-hmm. and then just fucking skedaddled. And now they're fucking being a shithead reactionary leftist, yeah, if you want to call it that.
0: It's just one of those things where it's just like, I, I tell myself that it's just like, if some billionaire offers me like a lot of money, I'm going to say, like, to like. Like to say right wing shit, I'm gonna say no, but I don't know if, that I'm not gonna do that. But if if that ever happens to me, Jake, fucking kill me, please, yeah. fucking kill me. Yeah. yeah,
1: this will become a one man show. Yeah,
0: and I, and I like I have promised to, like if that happens to you, to kill you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so yeah, glad I, we worked that I, out. I I hope my pr- like everyone wants to believe that their principles are as strong as they say they are, but you don't fucking know that. Yeah. Like, lots of people go, it's just like, oh, during the Civil War, I would have definitely been an abolitionist. Like, no, meh. Eh, the, the, uh, eh. I don't know. You probably would have
1: been one of those guys who are just like, you know, I don't like slavery, but I don't want to start a war over it. Yeah, that's far more likely for the vast majority of people. Yeah. It's yeah. especially funny when, like, a conservative says it. Yeah. Like, no, you fucking wouldn't yeah. have. You're fighting for the Confederacy.
0: Yeah, no, it's just like I'd I, I, like to believe that that I would turn down an offer like that. Yeah. But, but then again, it's just like, like, as I mentioned before, lots of people are driven to like the right and fascism because of desperate situations. And like I mentioned, my family is not necessarily in the best financial situation right now. Yeah. We're far from like destitute. So I, I feel we're far from like the situation where like that's a problem. But like. If my father, like, somehow ended up, like, hospitalized, and it's just like, oh, you... Like, it's like, I can't fucking afford to, like, pay yeah, for my
1: medical bills. Coke comes... The, whichever one's still yeah, alive. comes He's yeah, just
0: like, hey, I can pay for that if you say yeah. right-wing shit. It's like, what am I gonna do? It's my fucking dad. Yeah. I want my dad to Like, live.
1: hopefully, uh, your are pr- Like, hopefully, we all have... Like conviction in our principles, yeah. But Mussolini shows that not all of us do.
0: Yeah, the de- the devil always comes to you in your time of weakness. Yeah, to make the
1: deal. Except uh, he wasn't even weak during that because he's just a he was just never actually convinced of anything to do with socialism. Yeah, uh, he was always kind of like a weird socialist too. He wasn't a Marxist, I don't think. I think he was more like a utopian socialist, as Marx would have called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he was pro, uh, world war one, I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, which is a weird position for a socialist to have. Uh, <laughs> except I guess not really now that I think about it. Lenin uh, had to say, no, that's uh world war one bad.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: Uh, there is one last point I would like to bring up, not from echo. Uh, I want to fight back right now on, Uh, the fascism is socialism farce of an argument (laughs) Uh, and to do that I'm going to bring up an Adolf Hitler oh boy socialism is the science of dealing with the common wheel which means health or well-being communism is not socialism Marxism is not socialism the Marxians have stolen the term and confused its meaning (laughs) I shall take socialism away from the socialists (laughs) So basically, uh, if, if you don't uh, get the point of me saying that, since, oh, no, look, he's calling himself a socialist. Uh, Hitler's saying that he isn't any sort of a socialist that we would be able to identify today. And he's just stealing the term from the actual socialists.
0: Yeah, he's, he's just sticking a label on him.
1: Yeah. he Outside of his own definition, nobody would actually call him one. Yeah. Thank you for it, listening. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Well, that... Yeah, about feel, wraps us up. Yeah, I feel like that's a good
0: uh, place to wrap up. We're like uh,
1: like an hour and 12 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not as bad as I thought. Yeah, and
0: it, like, cut, like edits, um, we'll probably bring that a bit down. Yeah, Like about an hour, which is about what we were shooting for. Woo!
1: Yeah. So
0: uh, like we said before, we don't know how to fucking make a podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: I <laughs> hope this wasn't too bad. Uh, I wrote all of that script. It was about four pages long. Uh, When I initially read it out to myself just to see, uh, it took about 10 minutes. So just just so you know, uh, there's like an additional 70 minutes of content that we got outside of my script.
0: But anyway, uh, I guess we'll wrap up now. So yeah. you can find us on most uh, major podcast platforms. I don't know why, like, podcasts just, like, list off the places they can be found on. Because it's like, well, clearly you found me. Clearly yeah. you're listening to the podcast you, you now. You found
1: out your preferred way, Yeah, I assume.
0: Uh, yeah, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Google Podcasts or Google Music or whatever. We're on uh, Spotify. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on, I think I think it was called Radio hub radio pub something what the like fuck that. is that i don't know it was it was listed <laughs> on a uh, red circle like uh when i was like putting it like uh, uploading this to like all the places it allows me to upload to it was one of those i, I, I like, would I'd...
1: i would really love if one of them was like rumble but for podcasts
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're on all those um we have a twitter account which is at uh, htl underscore pod uh, because I, I want to type out the full name, but uh, Twitter handles can only be 15 characters long at most.
1: Thanks, Elon.
0: Yeah. Fuck you. Um, if you have any, like, criticisms, because, again, we don't know how to make a podcast or do any form of audio production. We don't know what we're doing. So, and if you do, please scream at us and tell us what we're doing wrong so we can do better. Uh, you can obviously leave a review on any of those platforms. You can, or you can email us at uh, pod at, or what? How the, yeah, how the left was one pod at gmail.com. I tried doing just how the left was one at gmail.com, but apparently that was taken. Really? Yeah, That's, and I was I was confused it's fucking by weird. that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on uh, at that if you want to send us any form of criticism. If anyone is actually listening to this. <laughs> yeah, uh, last time I checked, we had three downloads. Woo! I don't know if any of those people will be coming back, especially since I told them that we would release an episode like a week after the introduction, which we didn't. So I don't know if they're going to come back because <laughs> I fucking lied to them. It's great. Yeah.
1: Lying. Lying's a great way to yeah, keep an audience. I,
0: yeah, I did. I, I know I mentioned like, uh, like that. I mentioned that or like the, that whole thing earlier, but I think, I don't think I, I meant to mention this, but I think I forgot. It's like, I think on Apple podcasts, I can't remember if this was a setting on red circle or Apple podcasts where you can set like the frequency of it. And I put weekly and that's just a lie right now. <laughs> I also tried to mark uh, on Apple Podcast that this was explicit, and it wouldn't let me click on the checkbox. Oh, and oh. I was like, "Cause like we're gonna swear, we're gonna talk about fucked up things."
1: Yeah, yeah, no, uh, we should we should probably work on getting that tag.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll work on it. I'll figure stuff out. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's gonna be it. Uh, hopefully, with the like, we can educate. Like as we go on and we make this podcast, hopefully we can educate people as to the dangers of fascism and its rise and hopefully we can fight it and put a stop to it but it's going to keep coming back (laughs) you you have to be vigilant always yeah and maybe just maybe we can form that communist utopia that we all want
1: yeah that's not going to happen (laughs) not yet (laughs) yeah anyway Uh, yeah that wraps up the first official episode of how the left was won i'm jake i'm mike And we'll see you guys in the next episode. All right. Thank you for listening.